Ezra chapter number 6, when you find your place in verse number 1, I would invite you to stand for the reading and reverence of God's Word. Ezra chapter number 6, verse number 1. And I'll go ahead and apologize in advance. There will be some uh, names in here. I will not be able to pronounce them correctly. If you can, good for you. All right. Uh, Ezra chapter number 6, verse number 1. Then Darius the king made a decree, and search was made in the house of the rolls, where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. And there was found at Achemoth, the palace that is in the province of Medes, a roll, and therein was a record thus written. In the first year of Cyrus the king, the same Cyrus the king made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be builded, the place where they offered sacrifices, and let the foundations thereof be strongly laid, and the height thereof three score cubits, and the breadth thereof three score cubits, with three rows of great stones and a row of new timber, and let the expenses be given out of the king's house. And also let the golden and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar uh, took forth out of the temple, which is at Jerusalem, be, and brought unto Babylon, be restored and brought again unto the temple, which is at Jerusalem, every one to his place, and place them in the house of God. Now therefore, Tatnai, governor beyond the river, and Shethar Boznai, and your companions, the Ephar-Sakites, which are beyond the river, be ye far from thence. Let the work of the house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build the house of God in his place. Moreover, I make a decree what ye shall do to the elders of the Jews for the building of this house of God, that of the king's goods, even of the tribute beyond the river, forthwith expenses be given unto these men, that they be not hindered. And that which they have need of, both young bullocks and rams and lambs, for the burnt offerings of the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, and oil, according to the appointment of the priests, which are at Jerusalem, let it be given them day by day without fail, that they may offer sacrifices of sweet savors unto the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and of his sons. I also have, I have made, also I have made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word, let timber be pulled down from his house and being set Set up, let him be hanged thereon, and let his house be made a dunghill for this. And the God that hath caused his name to dwell there, destroy all kings and people that shall put to their hand, put to their hand to alter and to destroy this house of God, which is at Jerusalem. I, Darius, have made a decree. Let it be done with speed. Thank you for standing to reverence God's Word. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your grace and your love. And God, thank you for the sweet songs of Zion, the Sunday school time, the fellowship of God's people. And God, I pray this morning you'd help us to set the world aside for a little while. Lord, we wouldn't be thinking about lunch or a ball game. Lord, but we'd focus in on your Word and what you want us to hear this morning 
God, you've given us a good number this morning. God, for that I am thankful. I pray this morning you would be exalted in the preaching. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts as only you can. I pray you would encourage the saint of God. I pray, Lord, for there's one lost, God. I pray today would be the day they come to know you and your saving love by grace through faith. God, work in our hearts today. We love you. We praise you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You might be seated. Thank you for praying uh, along with us and standing for the reverence of God's Word. We find here in Ezra chapter number 6, and i got to cover a lot of ground, so y'all just bear with me just for a little while this morning, and uh, we'll try to be quick. We don't want to keep you here all day, uh, but uh, I want to just give a, just a little bit of a background to bring us into chapter number 6 this morning. We concluded a couple of weeks ago looking at Ezra chapter number 5, and brother Kent, we find that the returned remnant up to Jerusalem from the land of Babylon has been commissioned by King Cyrus, and they are to rebuild the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. We learned in earlier chapters that opposition arose, and they were forbidden to rebuild the house of God. And now, through the preaching of Haggai and Zechariah, they have been encouraged to rebuild the house of God. And as they begin to gain speed and gain momentum, a man named Tatnai, the governor on that side of the river, said, hang on now, who told y'all y'all could build this house for God? And they began to question what they were doing. We find that that returned remnant, those workers there who are doing the work of God and rebuilding the house of God, uh, they said, "We, this is who we are, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it. And Tatnai being, a, I don't know what you want to call him, but he was a snitch, uh, he wrote King Darius a letter and asked, uh, uh, can you make sure these men are telling the truth? So Tatnai tattles and he writes a letter uh, to King Darius and asks him to investigate. And uh, in weeks gone by, apparently this was a big thing in that day, we looked at a lousy letter a couple weeks ago. I didn't even mention Tatnai's letter in chapter number 5. We alluded to it. But now we're, this morning we're going to look at the return letter of King Darius. And the last letter we looked at was a lousy letter. But this morning with God's help, I want to preach on this thought, a loaded letter. A loaded letter. What did we find in this letter? What do we find in this scene? Two things. The first thing we find in verses 1 through 5. Y'all look along with me if you will. Then Darius, verse 1, the king made a decree and search was made in the house of the rose where the treasures were laid up in Babylon, and I know uh, people of my disposition may uh, be, be saddened by this, but this was not a house of bread. Uh, rolls is where the, the decrees were. Amen. That was a joke. Amen. I thought some of y'all might be thinking about Texas Roadhouse for a minute, but it was not a house of bread. Amen. I, some, I figured some of you'd laugh at that. This was a house where the important papers were left. Now, y'all probably have a house, uh, a space at your house for important papers, but they had a whole place de dedicated to these important papers. Uh, Tat and I encouraged them, uh, the king to investigate, and that's just what he did, and he looked into this claim. What 
was there really a man named Cyrus who gave this decree? And then the Bible tells us in verse number two that they found a particular role written there and had a decree from Cyrus concerning the rebuilding of the house of God in so much with its great stones, its timbered walls, and all the returned possessions from the house of God that were in Babylon taken by Nebuchadnezzar to be returned in their rightful place. So Brother Jacob, what are we talking about? What is the application? Why does that encourage us? Tat and I said, I don't believe these guys. Tat and I said, I don't believe they're telling the truth. Brother Kent, what they thought, they thought they were building a fortress to defy the empire. But they weren't building a, a, a fortress to defy the empire. They were building a house for God. And Titani and his company said, I don't believe them. And what we find in verses 1 through 5 is the answer of God's servants was true. The answer, that's number one in the message, the answer of God's servants was true. They said, no, no, I said, I, I don't believe they're telling the truth. We need to investigate it. Who do these men think they are? What authority do they think they are doing? And I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here, but the world looks at us, us the same way. Who do we think we are to live holy lives? Who do we think? Well, y'all think you're better than us. No, 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 I've been bought with the price and God has made my life different. Who do you think you are? You, you don't do what I do, so you think uh, you're better than me. No, 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 no. I don't think I'm better than you. I've just been made new in Christ Jesus. Y'all hearing me this morning? The world is just as they were in Tatnai's position. They are, uh, they are uh, rejecting the claims of God's people. They are refuting them. They say, God didn't say that. When God sure as the world did say that. I, you know, it's amazing to me. It's not just the world today. There is in Christendom, there are people who are doing their best trying to serve God and tear down the foundation of truth. Wow. You say, well, Brother Jacob, it's not that important. The Bible's not that important. And that verse isn't that important. And that chapter's not important. Listen to me and listen to me good. If we stand and support and condone and endorse anyone who makes a business out of cutting down the Word of God, run as fast as you can. You say, why, Brother Jacob, the Bible's not that important. Hurt somebody say that I believe part of the Bible but I don't believe all of it because men wrote it men didn't write it men were the penmen of God but God wrote it he inspired it you say brother Jacob why is it so important because if we cut down the Bible we are cutting down God you say that's not true we're cutting down a book no we're cutting down God you say well why is that brother Jacob everything you know about God came from this book and if we tear down what the book says about God and the God of the book and the teachings of the God of this book, we are cutting down him. Tatna and his companions said, I don't believe Cyrus really said that. Uh, Darius, he investigated, oh yeah. Uh, what, what, what the servant said was true. In verse number 1, Darius looked into the matter according to the suggestion of Tatnai. I'm not looking for trouble, but if I can find trouble, he was looking for it, all right? And what was discovered in that exploratory search uh, was uh, very significant. Upon investigation, according to verses 2 through 5, uh, we find that a roll or a record book was found. And in this roll was the decree of Cyrus, just as God's servants had proclaimed according to uh, chapter 5, verse 11 through 16. You can look, look back at those later for yourself. The world says, God didn't say that. God did. Right. Can I tell you, they think they look at us like we're loons and we make stuff. I, I'm going to probably upset some people here, but I just got to do it while we're here. There are some things men made up. Right. And I'm not standing for what men say. I'm standing for what God says, His book says. 
I'm not looking for another revelation or open revelation of different prophets and preachers. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in what God says. And when we proclaim the words of God, they say that's not true. God didn't feel that way. God would have loved everybody. God would have accepted everybody. God would, God didn't care about that. And they were just against it in that day. And God's not against it now. Are you serious? I had a preacher, a minister who was a substitute teacher at the high school I went to, and I carried my Bible to school every day uh, my 10th and 11th grade year. You say, why didn't you carry it to the 12th grade year? Because I didn't finish in public school, all right? That's the truth. But I carried my Bible those last two years um, at high school, and the, the minister who was, I don't remember what denomination he was, but he said, hey, he said, uh, he said, son, can I borrow your sword? And I said, okay, we're, we're kindred spirits. He talked about the Word of God. He wanted the sword, and he wanted to look at my Bible and study that Bible while I was in an anatomy class in a public high school and for whatever reason this substitute teacher wanted to have a discourse with me about what he read after that class. And what it came to me was said, well, uh, I, I was reading here in, in the pastoral epistles and we got talking about how I was well versed in it even as a, as a kid. And he said, you know, uh, he, I don't know why he made this statement to me. And he said, you know, them verses say that a woman can't be a pastor. And I said, yes, sir, that's what it says. He said, but that was just for that day. The reason it said it in that day is because they didn't train women in that day to be pastors. You know, getting quiet on me. It wasn't just God didn't plan for women to be pastors in that day. God didn't plan for women to be pastors in any day. Uh, if a man desire the office of a bishop. Y'all with me? He must then be blameless. The husband of one wife. I don't know how, see how a woman could be the husband of one wife. Y'all with me? They say, well, it, it doesn't mean that anymore. Or God opposed it then, and God had put those parameters in order then. But God would have supported LGBTQ today. Are you kidding me? God said it was an abomination. And we claim, proclaim what is not what you say. That's hate speech. No, 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 no. I want to love everybody. God loves everybody. But can I tell you, God loves us so much that He won't leave us the way we are. Y'all with me this morning? You say, well, no, no, no. Everybody can get to heaven. Now you're talking heresy. You're heresy. No different than uh, Joel Osteen and the uh, pastor of Hillsong, New York, uh, uh, saying that Jesus is just one way. Are you lost your mind? There is but one way. Straight is the gate, narrow is way. Y'all with me this morning? Say amen. The answer of God's servants was true. What we say is not when we quote men is true, but what we say when we quote God, it is true. I'll be honest, I'm trying not to let this build up in me, but I'm just, I got a little raw spot I got to deal with. It just comes out every once in a while, so y'all have to bear with me. I get so frustrated. People say, well, we were taught this, or the training said this, or the teacher said this, or the college said this, or our favorite preacher said this. If the Bible doesn't say it, I don't care what the college said. I don't care what the preacher said. I don't care what the prophet. Are y'all with me this morning? Well, we were taught that way. Well, you were taught wrong. Brother Brandon, I said, I can show you in the Bible where you're wrong. Verse after verse after verse. But our favorite preacher said, it don't matter. The claim of God's servants was true. The answer of God's servants was true. When the world comes and, and makes you doubt, and well, is this really worth it? Should we really be going to church on a Sunday morning? I, uh, should we really be living the life we're living? Should we really get up singing that choir? And it's goofy and it don't look... I mean. And the world tries to cut it down and say, it's not worth it, it's not right. I'm here to tell you the devil is a lie. 
Amen. The devil is a liar, and this world will try to trip you up and uh, try to make you think. And that's the thing. If you ain't figured this out yet, this world, if they don't want you to like somebody, they'll do every. They'll make it their job to make sure you don't like them. It don't matter which political party it is. If they don't want you to like them, they will concoct something to make you not like them. And they've done the very same thing with God. Don't let them make you doubt. Don't make them make you back up. And can I tell you, sometimes it's hard to stand for truth. To, to the world, it's one thing. But somebody you love, and you've got to stand for truth. And they make you feel bad, like you're the bad person, and you're the one sinning. Listen, I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm just standing for God. Amen. Amen. The decree was just what Cyrus said. God's servants were telling the truth. When we say what God tells us to say, what God's word has said, Brother Brandon, we don't need to doubt it. We don't need to back up on it. We need to apologize about it. Like this is what a lot of Christians come to. I know the Bible says that, but. The Bible says that I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. There was a camp I went to as a kid. It was a church camp. It was called... U-O-T, U-O-T, and it was called, yeah, I think it's U-O-T, unapologetically old-fashioned was the camp, that's what they called it, unapologetically old-fashioned, and uh, they were old-fashioned on purpose, they weren't sorry about it, can I say more important than being old-fashioned, being a Christian, I'm not sorry about it. I know you feel a certain way, and I know the world's accepted a true, but what God said is true, and the, what the world says is true, what you got to choose which truth you're going you're gonna to side with. They both can't be right. So if I have a chicken, and I'm just going to go to chick something I know. If I got a barred rock rooster in my hand, it's salt and pepper chicken. Mine, mine's, his name is Sancho, all right? Sancho, if I had a barred rock rooster in my hand, and one side said, well, that's a chicken. That's the truth. Yeah. What if one side emphatically believed that my barred rock rooster was a duck? And they wholeheartedly believed that it was a duck. Well, that's a duck, it's a duck. It's a, no, it's a chicken. It doesn't matter how much people cry and bellyache and uh, boo-hoo about it. There is only one truth. Both can't be true. It's either a chicken or a duck. And down at my house, we don't have any ducks. They're all chickens. Everybody all right? Uh, Hear me. What they said when quoting Cyrus, a king, was true. And what we say when we quote God, the king, it's true. And this is one thing I'd point out. Darius obviously didn't mind what Cyrus said. He said, oh, oh, Darius read a letter from hundreds of years before that Cyrus wrote. Cyrus said, oh, yeah, we're going to rebuild the house of God. And Cyrus said, I'm going to pay for it. Right. Cyrus is dead. Right. Darius opens his letter and said, Cyrus said he's going to pay for it. So you know what that means now, that he's the king of Persia? It ain't Cyrus that's paying for it. It's Darius that's paying for it. Amen. Darius obviously didn't mind it. Tatni and his companions may not have liked it, but none could deny it. Cyrus said what he said. There was a record of it. Listen, the world may not like it, but God said what he said. There's a record of it, and we better just accept it. Don't refute it. Don't cut it down. Don't wash it away. Don't put it in the shelf somewhere. Don't put some a man's words above God's words. Just claim God's words and accept them as truth. What God's crowd answered and quoted was true. When God's crowd answers the world's crowd by quoting the Lord, the same will be said. That is what the record says. They can try to chop our book down 
They can try to destroy the words of God. They can try to mutilate and twist the scriptures and make it say something that it does not say. And you say, well, that's not true. I have several books in my office that I've read and I'm currently reading where people have tried to take the Bible and twist it to say something that it does say to cut the Bible down. What I love about those, those books is, Brother Bill, they take these uh, problems with the Bible or contradictions with the Bible and they just completely blow them up. You say, why? Because the Word of God is true. You say, Brother Jake, how can you be so sure? How can you be so emphatically sure? Listen to me. Please listen to this real good. If I didn't believe this book was the perfect, inspired, infallible, and errant Word of God, I would close it, throw it in the trash, and I would leave this place, and I would never come back. Y'all hear me? But I am fully persuaded that God's Word is true. The world may hate it. Some may accept it, some may hate it, but none can deny it. God's Amen. Word will stand. God's Word is more up to date than next week's news article. <laughs> God's Word is entirely accurate, and most of what we see on the news is not. God's Word will stand. It's a loaded letter. And that was the answer of God's servant was true, number two. Not only was the answer of God's servants was true, but the decree of active powers was true. So what do you mean, Brother Jake? I'm not going back, back and read verse 6 through 12. Y'all had to endure through that once the first time. Not because it was the Bible, because I was the one reading it and uh, messing, messing some words up along the way. But the decree of active powers is true. Now, there's, there's some divisions here. Verse 6 starts with the words, now therefore. Verse 8 starts with, moreover, I make a decree. Verse 11 uh, begins with, also I have made a decree. So this is one from verse 6 through verse 12 uh, is the decree of Darius. He is making uh, the decree to Tatna. Tatna wrote the letter. Now, Darius is writing Tatna a letter back. So I'm going to address my message as to Tatna. So y'all just bear with me just a minute. Darius said, verse 6, Be ye far from thence. Tatna, uh, Darius, uh, Darius said to Tatna, Get away from there and get out of their way. Tatna was calling to be a tattletale, be a teacher's pet, Brother Jamie. And Darius right back Tatna, oh yeah, while you're at it, Tatna, get out of their way and leave them alone. Amen. I'll make application to it in a second, but get out of their way. Get away from there. And Darius said, uh, according to verse 7, uh, let the work of God, let the work of this house of God alone, let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build the house of God in this place. So we have let alone and let build. And Darius said, Tatna, Leave them alone and let them build. You say, Brother Jacob, uh, that doesn't apply in our world today. Well, I think it does. Because what Darius was telling Tatna, the work will go on. The house will be built. And you say, well, Brother Jacob, nobody in our world saying that. Nobody in this world saying it. But the one who lives above this world is saying that the work will go on. People may fight. They may bellyache. They may grumble. They may attack. They may afflict. But can I tell you, they cannot win. The work of the living God will go on. The devil hasn't figured it out yet. The world ain't caught up to it yet. But the devil's been trying for thousands of years to eradicate the church. But every time he tries to kill the church, it just grows. He said, that's not true, Brother Jacob. Yeah, the devil tried to eradicate the church in the early church. And the more that he had them martyred and killed and burned at a stake, the more the church of the living God grew. The devil, he may not have accepted yet, but he loses. And his team loses. 
Y'all with me? The decree of active powers is true. And I'll get to the other active power here in a moment. But the work will go on. Thank God the work will go on. And I wish to say that we could have a president or a politician or some power rise up and say, hey, y'all just leave the Christians alone. Now, i got to point this out. Cyrus and Darius, they were two kings known in history. You can look this up. They were kings who stood for religious tolerance. They didn't care. Live and let be. You serve God. Now, listen, listen to me good. I'm glad that there's people who say, let anybody be what they want to be. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. You say, why? Because the problem I have is what the, the, the coexist crowd. They say coexist, but they want to chop the T off of that all the time. You know what the T on that coexist is? It's the cross. What they really mean is we want all religions but Christianity. Y'all with me? While Darius and Cyrus, they stood for all religions, I'm glad we have the freedom of our one religion. Amen. And you say, no, an American people, people to, as, an Amer- as an American, I stand uh, for the right that people can worship who they want to, how they want to, when they want to. Y'all with me? I, as an American, that's what I believe. But as a Christian, I recognize if you are worshiping a, a wood image or a stone image or a, 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 a dead God, it's in vain. There's a balance there. As American, you can worship whoever you want to, but as a Christian, there's only one God you can worship that's right. Amen. And Darius said, leave them alone. Let them build. Though the world may not say that, leave the Christians alone. That's, they're not gonna, the world's not going to say that. Leave the Christians alone, no. But regardless, the work of God will go on. Amen. He said, how is that true, Brother Jacob? How, how come hospitals don't go out of bed? Why is all the hospitals still open? Because they're still sick people. Why are the church still open? There's still sick people. Right. There's still people trying to do what God said. Amen. Amen. Verse 8 starts with the words, Moreover, I'll make a decree. Now I'm not going to read verse 8, through 8, 9, and 10, but you'll get the gist of it here. Darius said, And Tat and I, we're going to facilitate them. Now Tat and I was trying to get them shut down. And Darius wrote back to Tat and I, Brother Brandon, and said, Oh yeah, you're trying to shut them down, but we're not only not only we're not going to shut them down. We're going to fund the work. The revenue and the resources he was so worried about that would be a harm to the kingdom, be harm to the king himself. They were going to put that same money, that same revenue, the same resources to the work of God. What is the picture there, brother Jacob? Uh, is the king didn't want them to be hindered. He wanted the job to be done. The workers would be, have every need supplied. I don't know about y'all. That sounds like somebody else I know. The same way the king made sure those workers had everything they needed, we have a great king on the throne. Make sure we have everything we need. Now, I didn't now listen to me. There's a lot of preachers that will lie. I'm not going to lie to you anymore. Can I be honest? There's a lot of preachers that will lie and say that God will give you whatever you want. That is a lie. Sometimes you want somebody to get better and they won't. That's right. Sometimes you wish life just wasn't hard. Right. I wish you could wipe something out and start over. I wish to tell you that was true, but it's not. Right. God has never promised to give me all my wants. Now, if you drove a Ford or a Chevrolet in here, when you leave today, it will be a Ford or a Chevrolet. I called a preacher friend this morning, and uh, his, his, his normal car wasn't there. And he's always at his church while we're heading to our church. And I said, hey, you're not at church. Who I need to pray for? I was just, they're, they're always there. Uh, that particular pastor believes if you're not at church at 920, you're late. That's just how he feels, all right? He believes it's a sin. And he said, oh, I'm here. I'm driving that black truck. I said, oh, you're driving that, that excursion. He said, yeah, that's me in the excursion. I said, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad you're, you're in a Ford. 
And because uh, he used to drive a Chevy. And he said, I'm just glad I made it to church in a Ford. Amen. That's what he said. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But the truth of the matter, if you drove a Chevrolet or a Ford and it's in the parking lot, when you leave, it's still going to be a Chevrolet or a Ford. You can't come to church like God turned that thing into Maserati, Bugatti, please, Rolls Royce. It don't work that way. Now, there are people who claim if you buy a product or say a prayer or get a prayer cloth or get anointed with oil, you have all these material blessings. But that's not what the Bible teaches. God take the cancer away. Sometimes God says no. You know, what, you know what Philippians 4 is about? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You know what that's about? That context of that passage, Paul said, I've learned to be abound and I've learned to be abased. He said, I've learned to live up and I've learned to live down. And I can do all things through Christ. That does not mean you can pick this pulpit above your head. Amen. That means with God you can make it through cancer. With God, you can make it through a divorce. Through God, you can make it through a domestic situation. But through God, you can get out of uh, get 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 off drugs. Y'all with me this morning? They're lying to you. You about to? I've seen it. I, I saw this other clip. Somebody's going to find it to a breakthrough this year. You're going to have a raise, and your 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 income's going to triple. What verse? I don't even know what the verse is. Because what they've done, brother Bill, is they take the the. This is one thing people don't understand. This is a good hermeneutic principles. The Old Testament uh, proof of God's blessing on the Jews was material things. But it's not that case in the New Testament. In the New Testament, the the evidence of blessings was not material things. It was spiritual things. In so much in the New Testament, they sold all their material things to gain spiritual things. Y'all with me? Don't let the world lie to us. Don't let the world lie to us. They're lying. But every need will be supplied. Amen. Could I eat steak every Christmas? You'd get tired of mm, I do like steak. That's a want, though. Y'all with me? I'd love to eat out a whole bunch. That's a want. That's not a need. What I need is nourishment. Amen. It may not be Longhorn or Roadhouse. It may not be Volcano. Brother Kent keeps talking about Miss Jasmine. Amen. <laughs> He said he's going to grade it for me and let me know how expensive it is, all right? Uh, but the truth, that's wants. God never said he'd provide my wants. He said he'd provide my needs. Amen. Philippians 4, 19. For my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I hate to tell you that even that verse is talking about spiritual yeah. blessings. That's right. God's going to take care of his children. It's good the work's going to be funded. But don't let the world lie to you. I'm going to take this Don't let... Lying church people lie to you, all right? Amen. They're lying. Somebody's going to have a... I'm gonna... God's going to retread them tires. No, he's not. He's not gonna... He might give you some new ones, but he ain't going to retread them for you, all right? Amen. I saw this picture yesterday. I don't remember who shared it. Somebody shared it, but it's good. He said, we, we're to trust in God. We're to trust in God. But we don't, we don't trust in God and lean on the shovel and ask God for a hold. Amen. Say it again. But Brandon, we don't lean on the shovel and say, God, give me a hole. No, he's giving you the shovel. And he gives you the ability. He wants you to dig the hole. All right. Everybody okay? God feeds the sparrows. Yeah, but the sparrows got to get out of their nest and go find worms. Y'all with me? And God will take care of his people. I know sometimes God do supernatural things. We did so in the Bible. Sometimes there's been times God has provided for me in ways I can't really explain. Not nothing spooky or mystical. Just God doing good things. But a lot of what has been preached today is lies, 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 lies. Don't believe the lies. But one thing to think about: the king of Persia 
This is the second king of Persia who's funding the work of God, Brother Thomas. What's a picture of that? <clears throat> it's God's work, but the devil's going to have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Pretty good, don't you think? Uh, it's God's work, but the devil's going to have to pay for it. And you said, the devil ain't going to help us build the church. The devil ain't going to help the missions and all. But one day he is going to pay for it. Tell me, I'll get that later. He's going to pay for it for eternity yes. in a lake of fire. Y'all with me? Yes. Uh, not only will the work go on, but the work will be funded. And then verse 11 starts with the words, Also I've made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word. Now this is, this is, this is stout. And you say, well, this was the earth of the king. God didn't feel this way. God used some stout language too in the Bible. Look what it said. Whosoever shall alter the, the, this word, let timber be pulled down from his house. So we're going to destroy the house, pull the, one of the main posts from the house down, and being set up, let him be hanged thereon. Now, everybody know what that's talking about? We're going to destroy your house, take one of the posts from your house, and hang you from it. And the kids may appreciate this. And let his house be made a dunghill. A dunghill is the above ground version of what's in your septic tank, all right? Y'all okay? I said that as PG as I could. Verse 12. And, God, and, and the God that hath caused his name to dwell there, destroy all kings and people that shall put their hand to altar and to destroy this house of God which is at Jerusalem. Which is amazing. This is a pagan king. I think the history said that uh, Darius was uh, into Zotariism. I don't even know what that is. Uh, but I know he's not worshiping God, okay? Uh, but the truth of the matter is, he is saying, oh yeah, don't do this. If you do this, this is how you're going to die. And your house is going to be like the above ground version of a septic tank. And oh yeah, don't mess with the God of heaven. I got good news. I don't care who wrote the letter. That's pretty good. Don't mess with the God of heaven. Now, uh, my pastor's telling me he listened to an interview the other day with uh, some... Uh, some, some preacher, I don't know the preacher, don't know a lot about it. I don't know him doctrine, so I'm not going to endorse his name. But he was, this, this man was being interviewed, and he said that he, he, he shared this with a person interviewing him. He said that he had three daughters, and the routine every night was they were, they were going to read the Scriptures and pray together. And every night before he left his daughter's room, they would say, Daddy, make muscles. Make a muscle. And what he would do, that daddy would flex for his children. And uh, he said, I would, he would, I would dare not do it now. He said, but what was happening is for them three little girls to see daddy's muscle, let them go to bed in security that whatever happened in the night, daddy was going to take care of them. Amen. And when I heard that story, I said, I can't help but see God there. Amen. Now, I, 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 I've talked about this thing before. I didn't have the worries that I have now as the dad when I was with my dad. My dad was going to take care of it. Now for my kids, their dad's got to take care of it. And can I tell you, I think I can do a pretty good job protecting my children life and limb. I would in a minute. Y'all with me? In an instant, I would. But you know you can do a whole lot better job protecting me or protecting them than I can. Amen. The great God of heaven. Now listen, I need all the parents. Use your parent brain for a second. Use your parent brain for a second. Would you do anything to protect your children? Would you become uh, that mama bear or that papa bear and get ready just to, to maul somebody for your kids? If you, the answer is no, you need to love your kids more, all right? <laughs> but the, uh, for those of us who would maul somebody uh, for our kids' sake, how much more will the great God of all heaven and earth? If we get defensive about our kids, how more defensive is God going to be about His kids? 
And I don't know about y'all, but people say don't mess with mama bear. Y'all heard that before? Uh, I don't think we need to mess with papa bear. All right? Amen. Because our God's going to protect us. So what we see here is dry said, and Tottenham, we're going to protect them. The pagan king and the tattletale are going to be responsible for making sure the work that was supposed to be stopped is protected. The workers would be watched over while they worked and Darius assured that there would be consequences for those who oppose him. Amen. He'll be all right. He's got a baby head. He'll make it, all right? Amen. Didn't get much, but I gave him a chrome dome, all right? Uh, but Darius, he assured that there would be consequences for those who oppose them. You say, Brother Jacob, what's that about? There may be people that they think, man, I'm giving it to the Christians. I'm making that street preacher's life hard. I'm fighting that church. I'm fighting that ministry. I'm making it real hard. They think they're getting away with it now, but listen to me, listen to me good. They're not getting away with it. That's right. There is a record book. Y'all hear me? And they're going to pay someday for what they've done to God's servants. Not only will the work go on, the work be funded, but the work will be insured. In this instance, it was an earthly king that insured it. But in our life, we know it's not just an earthly king insuring it. It's the heavenly king that's insuring it. The work will go on. He's going to make it. All right. I'm going to end with verse 12. Y'all ready? Verse 12. Turn too many pages. Verse 12. I, Darius, have made a decree. Let it be done with speed. This is, how, this is how the decree closes. Let it be done with speed. He says, Tatna, see to it that it's done quickly, with haste and without delay. The concluding instruction was, I don't know how to say this any other way. I hope everybody will agree, know what I'm talking about when I say this. The concluding instruction was, chop, chop. But Jamie House, Tatna was trying to get it shut down. Uh, Brother Bill, he wasn't getting it shut down. He was getting it propped up. Amen. Chop, chop. And when a power makes such a declaration, the deed is as good as done. Talk not, get it done, did it done quickly. And you said, man, what a great scene. A king telling a governor under him to protect a, a minority group of people who are serving a God that not everybody else are. What a great picture that is. But more important than there being an earthly king who's propping this up and putting this plan in, in place. I don't think Darius was the only one at work here. I didn't say the act of power. I said the act of powers. These are things that Darius decreed. But he was not the only power that had these interests in mind. As a king, Darius was doing what he wanted to do. But he also fulfilled the plan of another king. And he said, oh, he, he, he read the a decree of Cyrus, so he's fulfilling Cyrus' plan. Yeah, but here's the only problem with that. Cyrus is no longer an active power because he's dead. But this isn't Cyrus' plan originally. Whose plan was it originally? Was it Cyrus' plan? No. It was God's plan. Hope I, oh, hopefully you've experienced this, you've seen this, you've witnessed some way, somehow. But it's amazing when man does everything they can do to stop, somehow God finds a way to do what exactly it is what you need and what needs to be done. You say, how does that happen? How do you explain it? It's just God doing what He does. Darius was feeling the plan of God. 
He may not have fully grasped that he was doing it, but God is working behind the scenes, guaranteeing the progression, the provision, and protection of the work. Miss Macy's going to come, if you will. Amen. Hope the baby don't fall off the pew again. Amen. Amen. He's just going to play the piano for us. Listen, I, I try to give an invitation like this. I, it's kind of difficult message to give an invitation on, but I want to give it this way. Maybe here this morning you've been proclaiming truth. You've been trying to do the right thing. Can I tell you, it's always right to do right. So I've been standing for truth and I'm just tired of it. I feel like I'm the only one. Everybody else, they're just making it hard. I just, it's not worth it. Listen to me, listen. The world may not recognize it, but God recognizes it. What you're standing for is right. What you're doing today is right. Don't doubt, listen, this is this help you. Don't doubt what God said in the light when you find yourself in the darkness. So the world's fighting me, Brother Jacob, and the life is fighting me, and situations are fighting me. I just got to remind you this morning there is a king who sits on the throne and he's not up for re-election and he doesn't have a tummy ache. Are y'all here? He's there and he's going to help you. He will guide you. Say, Brother Jacob, he's going to give me prosperity. Is he going to bless my 401k? If you want to bless 401k, you better keep investing. But can I tell you, more important than your 401k and your wheels and your mortgage, there's a great God in heaven who is working behind the scenes to do things that you cannot comprehend. Somebody said, I wish I could know everything God was doing and protecting me from. I don't. I'm just going to keep thanking Him every day. I thought about every time He saved me from dying, I'd probably get a little nervous. If I knew everybody that wanted me dead, I'd probably be a little nervous. But I'm just going to keep thanking God and trusting God because He's taking care of me every step of the way. Well, it's not like the TBN preacher described it. Well, they're lying. But we do have a God who's got us in a mission. I don't know the mission. Keep walking and He'll lead you. He's got a mission for you. And if He sent you on a job, He's going to take care of you.